What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Hustle and Grind podcast. My name is still Jason Hartwell from JK Blades, and Bubba is still sitting here with me. Yeah. And we might or might not have a guest on the show today. Uh, we have one kind of, sort of, a little bit scheduled, um, but he didn't answer the phone when I tried to call him, uh, even though he knew I was calling at 3.30. <laughs> so we'll just call him out a little bit. That way we can give him hell if he does call back. Yeah. But anyway, regardless, we're going to have us another fun show this week. So what's been going on with you this week, Bubba? Getting that stuff done. Got a bunch of stuff done. Things finally mailed out. Things made for you. It's about damn time. Yeah, man. Shh. <laughs> Don't talk to me like that. It's been a good week, though, really. It really has. I mean, hell, I, I rolled out four knives this week that actually got paid for and in the post office. That's good. That's, that's real good. You got two sitting on my table. Yeah. Well, one of those is the one that's paid for. The other one's going to be up for grabs. Yeah, I got both of yours. You dropped off. Hell, that's three for you this week. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, three, and then the finger banger I'm working on. Yep, and then I've gotten 10 out for a company, and then I got halfway through another one for a guy. So I've got a lot of stuff cooking. Where's your list of all the names? What names? Sounds like you're kicking ass. Ain't you supposed to be taking names? Oh, no, dude. I don't even worry about the names. <laughs> Hell, yeah, no, I don't even worry about the names. It takes too much time to write them uh, down. Cash, <laughs> cash, and check. Yep, yeah. <laughs> PayPal, Venmo, and cash out, baby. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Send it my way. Dude, I've been having problems with PayPal. I quit using that, man. Pretty much completely quit using it. Me too. So the knives that I put up on auction, I was just telling you the guy hadn't paid me for it yet. Yeah. And it's not his fault. You know, he was ready to use PayPal. But I'd rather have Venmo. Yeah. So he once had a Venmo. That was weird as shit. He once had a Venmo. Somehow or another deactivated it, so he had to reactivate it. Yeah. So it takes like two days for it to sync up to his bank uh, account. Now. I haven't quit using PayPal because I've had problems with it. It's just not what everybody else has been using. The last few times I've had to use PayPal, I ordered some stuff. Uh, I, I did something. I ordered a clicker die. I ended up paying with PayPal. And I had one guy pay me with PayPal, I don't know, a month or so ago. Never had any problems with it. Yeah, It's just not the most heavily used thing anymore. What are you seeing most of? Personally, it's Cash App and Venmo. I've never once even been asked about a cash app. Really? Uh-uh. I get a good bit of cash apps. And then uh, a couple of folks that I get sales off of Facebook use that messenger pay. Not even going to lie. I like that. It's instant. Like if I message you on uh, FaceSpace and say $60 or whatever. Right. It'll pop up on your phone and says, Bubba wants 60 bucks. You can just click pay if your thing's set up, right? Right. And then... Within like 10 seconds, it's in my bank. Not on the app, not yeah. in my messenger, like legit in the bank. How about fees? None. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, I kind of like that. Yeah. But all my sales ain't on Facebook, you know what I mean? Yeah. But it works quick, fast, and in a hurry, and I kind of like that. Well, I didn't necessarily have problems with PayPal, but the last, I guess, kind of big order, you yeah. know, it was several hundred dollars. Um, I don't remember exactly. I want to say it was around 500 $600. But it was for a couple of knives. Yeah. And up to that point, you know, I think that might have been the highest price that I've done on PayPal for w- at one transaction. Mm-hmm. And they put a hold on it. Said they're going to hold the money for like 21 days. What? And then uh, some kind of extra fee where it was going to cost like 40-something dollars after the hold. Uh-uh. You know, normally you can get it for free. Yeah. But it takes a few days. But if you want yeah. it right now, it's like a percentage. Two percent or yeah. something, something easy. I was like, hell no. I clicked that button that said issue full refund. 
Yeah. And he got his money back instantly. Gotcha. So I called him, and we went through Venmo, and I got it right then. Yeah. Never no problems with I've never Venmo. had that problem with PayPal. That's the only time I've had it. I've used it once since then to collect a payment. Yeah. But it was like 150 bucks, you know, a little finger-banger job or something. Yeah. And it, it went right through, no problem. I don't know if it was the amount. Maybe. Maybe because you've never had that dollar amount. Right. That could be it's it. possible. I don't know, but i still never heard of that. Yeah, it was weird. And I don't. Maybe he left the word "knife" in a comment. Uh, <laughs> they might shut you down. Yeah, I can't like be that. using those dangerous words. I know it's uh, scary, sketchy. I'm gonna give me talk about something, Bob. I gotta move this thing. What you mean talk about? <laughs> so, uh, dead air. Did you and get? I'm back. Good. So there's <laughs> this damn TV screen is was between the microphone stand and me, and I was scared I was gonna knock it over because it looks like a fancy ass. Screen machine. We can't afford it. I don't know what the hell it is. Probably done. <laughs> so let's talk about that sponsor thing. Oh, yeah. Do that. Yeah. So I got you a hat on the way. Nice. Yeah. Greg's fixing you up, homie. I need one of them. I called and put in a belt order yesterday. And gotcha. uh, I got done. I said, hey, man, while you're on the phone, every time Bubba sees my Phoenix hat, he wants to bitch and whine that he ain't got one. <laughs> he just laughed. He said, I'll put him one in the I box. Bitch and whine. I just want one, too. <laughs> I know. So we got you one on the way. Cool. Hopefully be here tomorrow. That's what I'm crossing my fingers for okay i really need some belts need your belts yeah so where'd you get them belts phoenixabrasers.com all right so that's what i was getting at you know backslash shop forward slash forward slash shop yeah i mean if you go on the line and you look at other abrasives companies you'll find some more mm-hmm. and especially if you go on myspace you'll find a lot of them lots of them they're everywhere on MySpace. if you want the best you got to go to phoenix abrasives gotcha so you got to get on your keyboard yep and Log in with your AOL disc. Yep. And yep. Uh, they those are free on the counter at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> Grab them. The little yellow circles. Sweet. Yeah, log into there and go to www.phoenixabrasives.com forward slash shop. And if you use the promo code HUSTLE10. HUSTLE10. 10% off your total order. Sweet. Now, what I've noticed is I'm pretty sure they do the, the shipping cost by weight. Mm-hmm. And it's usually about that. So you can almost consider yourself getting free shipping. You know, can't beat it. Because if you order a pile of belts, they get heavy. Yeah. And free shipping, hell, I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> Discount, yes. Yeah. So I kind of had a little bit of a theme in mind for today's show. Um, oh, did you? Just a little bit. Okay. With our prospective guest that we could have had. But me and you can still run with it. Well, he still might show up. He might. Hell, he was late to his own show yesterday. <laughs> no bullshit. But... um. Yeah, I was going to try to talk a little bit more about business mm. and, you know, kind of the root of the show. Yeah. You know, taking your part-time passion into a full-time grind. My part-time passion is my full-time grind. Yours might as well be for the amount of hours you put into God. it, but. Yeah, I'd, I'd be a lot better off if I could quit my day job. Yeah. <laughs> Burn down another plane every now and then. And <laughs> get you three days vacays. Yeah, boy. So what I wanted to talk about is, and I, I you know, I wanted to talk to both of you guys, but kind of especially you. The way I've been operating my business pretty much <sighs> since day one hasn't changed. So what I do is say I need belts, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever, steel, whatever I need for my knife business. I go online to Phoenix or wherever I'm going to buy whatever it is I need. And I add up everything in my cart. Mm-hmm. I click pay now. And my debit card is linked to all of these places. Yeah. Every one of them. 
So I just pay for it, you know. Don't think much about it. Just buy what I got to have. Well, at the same time, every knife that I sell when it's done, whether it's Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, whatever, that's also linked to my debit card. Mm -hmm. So that money comes back in to the bank account, which is great, right? We all got bills to pay. The problem I'm starting to see is I'm not putting enough money back into the business. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So whatever profits you're getting, you're using it to buy groceries, beer, socks, shoes, whatever. Pretty much. Gotcha. So what I did, and this really pissed me the damn hell off, <laughs> is I went and got a credit card. Oh, yeah. And I told him, yeah, 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 yeah. funny story, right? Here we go. So I told myself I was going to use this credit card for the business. And everything that I, you know, got to buy, I put on this card. And then everything that I take in, I'll use to pay off the balance. And I got a couple friends that are really smart with money and business and all that shit. So I'm not. But I kind of got the help, you know, as to how to handle it. So I got my my business uh, credit card in the mail. And it had a sticker on the front that said, to activate, call this. Yep. I was scared of it. So, (laughs) So I stuck it in my wallet. And it came time the other day. I said, well, I need to order some steel and I need to order belts. So I got on the phone and called this little number. And, you know, normally it would say to activate, press one. Yep. It did that. And it said, enter the last four of your social. So I put that in. And it said, we do not have that number on file. I said, well, bullshit. <laughs> and uh, so I did it again. And then it's, the phone started ringing. Now, this should be an automated line, right? Yeah. So it started ringing. And I said, well, this is weird as shit right here. And then I heard, hello, thank you for calling Capital One. How can I help you? <laughs> and I instantly thought to myself, like, this is weird. Mm. This should be completely automated. Yeah. They wanted me to send, I think somehow this scam type company intercepted a phone call. Because everything that I did was through a legit credit card company that everybody knows. And... They claimed to be that. They wanted me to take pictures with my phone of my social security card and my driver's license. No, sir. And email them those documents. Yeah. Along with utility bills with my name on them. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm like, dude, that's how you go to like one of them little corner store markets or something and get like a bootleg loan. <laughs> or even like you, you could set up a bank account with stuff like that. Yeah. Uh uh-uh, Or right. sign a lease on a house. That's the documents you would need. Yep. I told him kiss my ass and yeah, that's, that's closed the account down right there. big time. Yeah. So I just cut the card up. I don't blame you. And I'm we're gonna try it again. Do something different. But how do you how do you handle your your intake and output as far as money goes for your business? It's gonna sound really dumb because I am dumb. I write everything on paper. I got a notepad that sits beside my uh little work cut mat right there. And what I normally do is Say, you know, like you, you call me, hey, I need this knife. Boom, I write it down. Jason, knife, whatever details you give me, blah, blah, blah. Money, 50 bucks, done. Right. And then I'll tally it up. And then usually when I order something, I'll write down uh, Weaver order. And I'll put it on the left side of the paper, like kind of in the middle. Mm-hmm. And I'll write 380 bucks, whatever. And then when I tie that up, I subtract that. Now, I kind of do the same thing you do. I have another bank account that I've never really used, and I've thought about using it, 
it just kind of sits there. I just have it. Yeah, that's what I was getting at is like yeah. actually separating the dollars. So my wife with her business, on our regular account, we just added a business account. Okay. So I can look at it on the same app that I do my bills, my savings account, my checking account, and it's just another name. It says the parlor. You know what I mean? Right. Balance, checking, balance, savings, balance. Right. So I've thought about creating another, I guess you'd account within the same account that I have for the business and trying to keep up with it that way. That way I can always have, because I kind of do what you do right now. Whenever I need to spend something, I don't know what's the difference between my day job money and my leather shop money. And Right. You know. That's where it gets confusing. Yeah. Because it's real easy. Like you said, we're we're both dumb. Yeah. Neither one of us are skinny. No. So if we sell a knife or a big leather order and we look in the bank and say, damn, there's about 60 bucks more than I thought was in there. Let's get some steaks tonight. Steaks and beer right there, buddy. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's yeah. hard to separate. Yeah. So I, I know we have to. We're supposed to. Yeah. I want to say by law, I think we have to as well. We're supposed to. <laughs> and I told Katie, and we're getting closer, I told her if I'm still full-time knife making by about the middle of October this year, yeah, I'm going to actually go get my LLC, yeah, business license, all that stuff, and come January 1st, actually do it legit, file mm-hmm. taxes on the business, and try to actually make a real run. I mean, because right now I'm paying some bills with it, which yeah. is what it's supposed to do. Yep. But to build it as a business – there's got to be some changes made. Yeah, oh yeah. Because this the way we're doing is not sustainable not, long term and, and not legal long term. Exactly. You know, now, like, luckily, I don't think either one of us are making enough money off of it to be throwing up red flags. Not red flags, but but we are past. Well, I know you are because I think it's a six hundred dollar amount. What for a year? Yeah, for a year. Oh shit, yeah, six hundred or more for taxes. I'm pro- you know, I'm sure I'm at that, but you know I can guarantee you are. Yeah, that's two chefs' knives. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So and I think that's what I, I'm, I could be wrong. Y'all don't hate me. I'm just trying to remember here. I want to say it's anything more than $600 you're supposed to claim on taxes and file taxes. Yeah, we should really do some research on that. So I think what I want to do actually is get an accountant, not to necessarily handle my money. Yeah. Because I feel like once I know the rules, I can do that. But maybe if nothing else, pay for a consultation fee just to get those details. I have to get the information. We we got added to one of those Facebook groups. It's a uh, small business owners of Middle Georgia or whatever, right? And uh, that's one of the things that comes up. And they're talking about that on there. And uh, what the hell's the name of it? There's two apps that a lot of folks in small businesses are using. One's like an accountant app. The other one's a finance app or something like that. And they work together. You know, they work in tandem one with the other, and they right. keep up with a lot of that shit for you so that you don't have to pay for an accountant. Right. And then come in the year, it basically prints out a statement that you take to your H&R Block or whoever, or TurboTax or whatever. Yeah. And these apps already have all that information figured out for you, so all you got to do is enter in the numbers to the IRS. Yeah. So I got to remember Jogger or Japper. Or I can't remember. I'd have to go look. I know QuickBooks you know. is one I've heard a lot about. Well, QuickBooks I used went back in the '90s when I had my own businesses. QuickBooks has been around for since the internet. No, <laughs> I want to say yeah, but yeah, you, QuickBooks, and then I can't, I can't remember them. But the the local businesses here on that page are talking about it until you get big enough to where you could actually want to pay for an accountant, right? You know, what I mean, I'm not slinging multi million dollars. Well, no, not at all. You know what I mean? I, I don't think, even know if we're breaking six figures. Yeah. How many is that? Maybe a hundred thousand or more. Shit, no. You'd be impressed. 
I'm right at six figures. Between both jobs, I know I am. And you're probably real close. Well, I don't know. Is that counting the old lady, too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, if I throw her money in there. Well, that's what, it's y'all's money. It's maybe. our money. I'm talking about in total. Now, my business, yeah, no. Okay, my yeah. business, no. But when I go and file my taxes, I got to file this, that one, that this one, and us over here. But it still all comes back down to, now, the way the wife does it, I don't have a clue, and I'm pretty sure it's legal. Um, she's an employee of her own business or something like that, or the manager yeah. or something like that. When I had my company, that's what I, I that, was the sole proprietor. Yeah. And I paid myself certain or whatever paid yep. different. And then I could claim that. And then my revenue in. Yeah. And then anybody working for me was subcontractors so, with 1099. Yeah, exactly. That way you don't have to provide insurance and yeah. workman's comp and all that kind of stuff. See, I did that last business I owned legit business was in Oh, I closed down in Oh eight. And I did all that stuff, too. And the wife, hers is the same way, but she still has insurance on it to cover her own ass. She's got the Aflac or whatever and some kind of small business insurance yeah. in case one of them gets hurt at her shop. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, that's always good to have. Yeah. I don't think it'd be that important for me since I'm always by myself. Yeah. You, you'd probably be the same way, especially yeah. since your leather shop is inside your house. Correct. You'd have, you know, your homeowner's insurance if... Yeah. And the way my shop is built onto my house, it's technically got its own entry or whatever, personal entry or some shit like that. It classifies it. You can do different things with that, too. I don't know. Got a different entry? Uh, You you know when you walk up into the garage? Yep. Uh, There's a door to your right, door to your left, door in front of you. It's a hallway. That's once you get in the house. Technically, that right there is an entryway. Really? Yeah. So your laundry room is on the left. Yep. Then you go down that little short hallway. Right. And then there's the entrance to the shop. But if you want to go in the house, there's actually a door. It's never closed, but I can close it. Gotcha. You've got to go through a separate. So that would kind of be like a corridor. Yes. From the outside world that gives you options. Do I want to go in this house or do I want to go in this business? Correct. Sweet. And I've read stuff about that <laughs> and I don't know exactly what all it means. So if y'all are listening, you can leave me messages, but don't hate on me because I'm still learning. Nobody gives a <laughs> shit. I bet you most of the people listening are thinking the same shit. Yeah. But we're going to figure it out one of these days, one way or the other. I think I've talked to a lot of people that have been full time for a long time. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've taken away from every conversation is it's always better to pay your taxes quarterly. Yeah. Because, number one, you will never get a dime back No, because you're not putting in. And I don't want to see a whole year's worth of a bill at one time if I could do it every three That's months. That's going to be a good beat. Ooh, good beating. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. If I can do it little beatings every now yeah. and then, I'll dodge that big one. And where I come from, if it got paid in cash, it ain't going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And I've thought about that, too. Like, I mean, if I say I sell a, a $200 knife. And let's call it a thousand dollar knife. I don't sell knives for that much, but my brain works better with whole numbers like that. I understand. Okay, so if it's a thousand bucks, say twenty five percent for taxes, right? Yep. So that'd be two hundred fifty dollars. Yep. Now, if they pay PayPal or Venmo, now that's all connected to your checking account. Yep. Incoming. Yep. So I guess there really is no dodging it, like you say, unless it's cash. Unless it's cash. Gotcha. But would, but, it, would it benefit more to claim more? No. You want to spend more than you earned. Why you want to do that? Because if you're in the loss, you don't have to pay as many taxes. But what's the point of being in business if you lose the money? On paper. Gotcha. 
Uh, the federal government sucks. Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, I work for the federal government. Fiscal year is coming up, October. Okay. You know how much money they're trying to spend before that happens? Yeah. You know, they're always blowing money, basically, because it looks like they need something. It'll be easier for them to get more money when they need it again. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. There's, I'm sure there's a name for it. Yeah, I got a buddy of mine. He's uh, beyond wealthy. But, I mean, he's regular-ass dude just like us. Yeah. A couple of years ago, his business did very well, like better than he thought it was going to do. Okay. The end of the year, his accountant told him, you need to spend $100,000. Yep, go buy a house. Go buy a truck. Go buy something. He bought a Mercedes. Yep. He bought a boat and two of them, uh, like the side-by-side SUVs. Gotcha. But not like the Razors and the fast ones, like the hunting buggies. Gotcha. Like three rows. Bought two of them. And I was like, dude, you know. All this new shit. What happened? You hit a scratch off? He was like, I didn't want none of this shit. Yeah. Like, they told me I had to go spend this much money. Otherwise, taxes. Like, fuck those kind of problems. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's some first well, you know, A lot of people like that. You know, a lot of businesses, you'll see yeah. them. Come this time of year, they'll, start buy, they'll buy a new truck because you can write it off. Yeah. You know, when I closed down my business in 2008, the concrete business, I had just bought a whole bunch of new stuff. So when I went and did all my paperwork, I broke even. Right. You know, I didn't owe no taxes. I didn't owe nobody shit. Nobody owed me shit. Signed the paper, closed the door. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I could write off all that equipment that hadn't been, you know, with less than a year old or whatever the hell it was. Yeah. yeah. And that's the goal. Yeah. Just to at least break even. No. This is a nice feeling, not owing nobody nothing. Yeah. Real nice. <laughs> Did you know these headphones are adjustable? Yeah. Okay. I figured I'd let you know because I just figured it out, and they pinch the shit out of my big old head every week. Yeah, I got mine stretched all the way out to seven. The other side comes down, too. Yeah, that one's stretched out to five. Good gracious. Yeah, you got a big old melon on you. Don't talk shit. You're probably about the same. Looks like five. I'm on four and eight. Well, I guess the average is the damn same, (laughs) don't it? (laughs) Don't talk shit. And no wonder my head feels crooked. I'm I'm 50% on, on the heavy. All right, well, that's enough. Tax talk, I guess. It's just something I've been thinking about and just Well, it's important, man. Hear how you know what how you go about it. I wish we knew more that way we could speak about it better and help other people out. But I'm still in the process of I got mentors, you know what I mean? I'm still in the process of learning myself. Yeah, me too. You know, I got to because I don't know. Yeah. So I can sit here and talk shit about something I don't know about, or we can just basically bring up the fact that it's something everybody needs to figure out. Yeah, well what I'm gonna do, um, is between now and next week, now we'll call it the following week. I'm going to like kind of do a little bit of research yeah. on some generic rules. Now, we're in Georgia, so I'm sure somebody in Michigan or, you know, Oklahoma or yeah. where, they're going to have different state laws. But well, I'm gonna, yeah, they're different everywhere. Yeah, I'm going to think about it and see if I can come up with like some general points, you know. I'll have to do some Googling because I don't know nothing about it. But, yeah. you know, like you said, it's something we all need to think about. Maybe we can pass on a little bit of advice. Yeah. Well, that'd be good. Otherwise, we're just talking out of our ass up here. That's what we do anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So. But if one time, just once, we could help somebody while we're running our mouths. That'd be cool. That'd be cool as shit. Yeah. <laughs> Don't eat yellow snow. You're welcome. Damn right. Don't ever do that. <laughs> it is not lemonade. <laughs> All right. So in the shop this week at my house, I had a real good week, and it was so good. Like we already said, I got to make some money, send out some knives. But the, the knife that I made – that you just finished up, yeah, the uh, the one with the rosewood. Okay, that knife right there was an eighth inch thick at the spine. Gotcha. And 
you held it. You feel how tight that finger groove is? Yeah. Like it just fits your hand perfect. That knife took me, I don't know, maybe a total of an hour for all of that grinding. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm talking about the, the finger groove, the bevels, finishing, everything. Nice. Now, a few months ago, that would have taken me a couple of days <laughs> easily. Yeah. And the reason I was able to do that the way I did mm-hmm. is because I have a Broadbeck Ironworks 2 by 72 that grinder. so nice. Man, I'm telling you, that is the most versatile machine in the world. Oh, yeah. So I can go from having a flat platen, a hard backing behind my belt, to having a small wheel attachment with the whole machine tipped horizontally and a work rest that has a groove <laughs> cut into it just for that small wheel attachment. Oh, yeah. In 30 second stops. Nice. And that includes a belt change. Mm. I mean, it's it's intense how great that machine is. And it, my game is. Show speeds up production, don't it? It is moving fast compared <laughs> to what I'm used to. And, and another thing that I'm seeing is my belts, my Phoenix Abrasive belts, they're lasting a lot longer. You're getting more life out of them? Yeah. Mm. And I think it's because maybe they're so long. They. Don't build up as much heat. Possible. That's kind of what I heard. Yeah. But that knife still gets hot as shit. Yeah. Like when you're grinding, especially after heat treat. I mean, get you one of those misters. Grind for a second and dunk it. Yeah. (coughs) Oh, excuse me. Yeah, I thought about the misters, but the thing is, I got a wood floor in my shop. And it probably wouldn't be a big deal right now. Yeah. But if I'm dripping water right there in the same spot, put a bucket every day for a long time, there's already a bucket there. (laughs) <laughs> but I mean, I'm, I don't want to, I don't know. Mm. I think I might go ahead and get one anyway. What Brian said are like 20 bucks. I don't know, but they're, they all raved about them. Yeah. They're super cheap. So yeah. I might pick one up anyway and just try it. But you know, yeah. Kind of worried about the structure of my shop staying wet. Gotcha. That's the only thing. That makes sense. Yeah. And plus my air compressor is most of the time, not even in my shop. It's on a job site somewhere. Does that run off of air compressor? Yeah. So it mm. somehow another turns the air down. Where it's light pressure, yeah, and it blows that mist. We'll figure it out. I've thought about buying a second air compressor, yeah, but my goal is one of these days to actually be in my shop full time. Yeah, I don't need two air compressors in there full time. You want to fix the one I got in my front yard? No, <laughs> that motor turns; it pumps air. Well, the one I got turns, <laughs> but when it's time to refill it, I got the cover off the side. You got to kind of. Use your finger and tap the contactor. Make it spark real good for it. will actually fire up and fill itself back up. And then, High quality, baby. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it is so loud. The muffler's been broken off of it for years. Nice. But, oh, well, what do you do? Uh, figure it out. Yeah. Rig it up. Yeah, so my next project yep. is getting the forge out of my shop. What are you going to do, build a lean-to? No, what I'm going to do, since my forge is fairly small mm-hmm. and the gas line is fairly long, I'm just going to build a stand for it outside the shop. Okay. And just move it. Just back. Oh, excuse me. Back and forth as you need it. Yeah. Leave it under that, that shelf right there. Yep. Just put it under the shelf, out of sight, out of mind type deal. I got you. But I've got to get it out of the shop. Number one, the Georgia heat. It's, it's murder. Yeah. I mean, it's once you turn that on, you're done for the day. Yeah. And number two, I almost set my shop on fire again the other night. <laughs> and I went to beating on that Damascus that I got from old Timber Tiger. Yeah. And turned it up to 11. Hell yeah. Because that's 
I, he he normalized that steel. <laughs> I've annealed it twice. Shit, it is hard. <laughs> I mean, I have beat on some billets before. It's some yeah. leaf spring, you know, like some fifty two one hundred that just don't want to move. Yeah, this shit is hard. Nice. He says it's ten ninety five and fifteen and twenty. You call them bullshit, huh? I think it might have like some space rock or <laughs> meteorite volcano lava or something in there. I mean, it's hard as shit. Nice. So I tried to turn it up, you know, get it not up to forge welding temperatures, but damn close. Pretty close. Yeah. Without messing up, you know, because he, he's already forge welded this. Yeah. I don't want to get it hot enough to right. split anything, you yeah. know, get any D-lambs. But it didn't take about 15 minutes with it on 11. And I turned around, and the damn bench is smoking like hell. Uh-oh. Now, my forge sits on stacks of fire bricks. Yeah. It got hot enough to radiate through those fire bricks <laughs> into that plywood and got started smoking. Awesome. I had a bottle of water I dumped on the plywood. Oh, yeah. It evaporated. Evaporated. It disappeared. It went away. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it went away just quick as I dumped it on there. Nice. So uh, that's got to be. Yeah, that's hot. That's way hot. That's cooking, bro. Yes. Yeah. That's up on the list. And um, insulate my ceiling. That's going to help a lot, too. Yeah. Get that insulation. That should be done this weekend. Yeah, hopefully. But another thing is, you know, I'm not using the standard insulation. Yeah. I'm using some shit that I got for free. Yeah. Well, it's the best way to get it. Yeah. I mean, it's three inch thick, four by eight sheets of styrofoam. Styrofoam. Yeah. And it's hard as hell. Well, that's what I call I call that dock foam. Dock? Dock. Like, a, think about a boat. Right. That is what they mainly use on the docks because it's a lot more, I guess, condensed styrofoam yeah. or something like that. I call it dock foam. Okay. So... Well, the place I got it from builds commercial uh, coolers. Well, yeah, it's condensed. Like in your uh, yeah. in the back rooms of grocery stores yeah. or whatever. So yeah. it's four by eight sheets. And from what I understand, they just slap a piece of sheet metal on both sides and call it good. It insulates a, a commercial cooler. Yeah, so I guess it'll insulate the roof of my shop. It ought to. But the heat from that forge going up right there, I bet it'd turn it gooey right quick. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Drip on down the back of your neck. That'd be lovely. Yeah, let's do that twice. Dude, I'd be so pissed. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we are 30 minutes in, and I don't think we're having a guest. Well, hell with them. We'll talk to them later. You want to call them out? No, nah, hell. Don't do that. Well, <laughs> might as well. No. Nah, I, I do. You, you, you want to? Yeah, I want to. Might as well. I'll tell you what we're going to call him. What? Let's call him one more time. All right. We'll call him one more time. See if he answers. We're going to give him one more run. Right in the middle of the podcast. Okay. And see if he'll pick up. If not, we're blasting him all over the place. Then we're calling his daddy. Yeah, we'll call <laughs> His daddy's down in Naples, Florida. There's a hint. <laughs> Uh-oh. I guess he just don't want to talk to us. Okay, so he just texted me on Instagram. Okay. It looks like he hasn't heard from us. Hi, this is Ben. I can't get to my phone right now. That's the right number. That's the right <laughs> number, yeah. All right, so I'm going to uh, – man, I wish there was a way to pause this damn recording. <laughs> no, baby. I know it. Live in the on air. Come on. 
So while he's over there Googling and texting and messaging people, I want to say how awesome it is to be here in this Peach Podcast. Man, these bubbles take care of us. Place is nice. Air conditioning finally kicked on. We were sweating when we first got in here, though. Place is fancy. Really like it. We're going to get old buddy one here one time in here playing his guitar on the wall. He doesn't say he'd play it for us. So we're going to have him come in here and dig on his guitar. Yeah, we'll get him shredding in here. Oh, dude. yeah. Got this little amp. I don't know if we probably probably shouldn't hook up that amp. I bet that would blare out with these microphones. No, dude. I was in here the other day posting up the, you know, getting everything loaded on the computer. Yeah. And he just, had, I mean, I don't know what to do on the mics. Yeah. But he had it turned down super low. He was just backed off in the corner over there with his feet on the desk. Just just tearing it Killing up. it, dude. Nice. So, I don't know. He's actually supposed to be here later on. If he gets in for the end of the show, maybe we'll let him play his little outro music. Come in here and pick a little. That'd be cool. Grin a little. Yeah. So, we might be having a guest today. Who the <laughs> hell knows? I, man, technology is such a crazy thing. Well, this is the, the week where we don't normally have a guest. Yeah. Well, check this out. What? Mm, I smell fish. Okay. All right, so he's on Instagram, right? Yeah. Right now, he's texting me. Okay. So And he's running around. Guess what? He's ru- why he's running around. Why? He's looking for his phone. Huh? He's looking for his phone. Maybe he's messaging you on the computer. Here he is. Hello, this is the Office of the Hustle and Grind podcast. How can we help you today? Is this the mental war? <laughs> yes. Holy shit, Looking there he is. Alive with a heartbeat. Mr. Hart Mr. Hartwell, is, has he checked in yet? Yeah, he's here. <laughs> Hang on, I'll get him. <laughs> What's up, man? How, we were just talking shit. About you. No. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. there's a lot of it to talk. Yeah, I, and Bubba I'm, said I'm full of it. Yeah, he said if you didn't pick up this time, we was gonna call your daddy. Yeah, I'm right. And I said, well, I got his number, he's in Naples, Florida. We'll give him a call. <laughs> oh what's happening boys oh we're just here in the studio rambling as always having a good time drinking a few cold beers yeah. talking a lot of yeah. shit yeah so what are you up to today out there in the wildfire capital of boise idaho man i tell you it's been bumping and grinding it's been hustling and grinding around here yeah man it's getting a bit getting a mite bit western out here in the west Western in the West. Fires burning everywhere. And, you know, just all kinds of... We're about a month early. Really. Really? So Looking the fire the season ain't even supposed to be going good yet? Yeah, it kind of depends. <clears throat> you know, it used to be um, there was a very clear fire season. You know, it was like July, August. That was, uh, that was clearly fire season, right? And many more... We've pretty much got a 12-month fire season, you know, depending on where you're at in the country. Yeah, uh, we're everywhere right now, huh? Oh, yeah, like over where you guys are at, it'll it'll burn, you know, in the winter. It burns like really early spring, January, February. And then it kind of just makes its way west. Southwest kicks off in May, and then monsoons move in, and then it just falls. And then... Strangely enough, it jumps from the southwest up to Alaska. And then uh, from there, it kind of creeps around, you know, Idaho, Montana, everywhere else. But, hmm. yeah, it's busy, man. Well, I'm glad okay. you was able to carve a little fire break into your schedule and get on here <laughs> oh, with us today. Man. To talk to you guys, 
do we want to introduce them? Well, yeah, let's do that. I, I guess would we say could. anytime. We could introduce but, you. We haven't done that yet. We were talking shit, but we haven't name dropped yet. No. Although the the world did hear your uh, your voicemail, voicemail on your cell phone. Yeah. No, I don't even know what it says anymore. Uh, hi, this has been something along those lines. Oh. <laughs> but it's well, only a first name, so tell us who you are <laughs> well. and what you do. Well, my name is Ben Butler. Uh, I, uh, uh, let's see. I originally hail from Pennsylvania, but living in Idaho right now. Been in Idaho for, gosh, pushing 15 years. I'm, I'm almost a native, as they say out here. <laughs> um, yeah, I kind of have a, I got a small wood shop here in Boise and, um, kind of just make this, that, and the other thing. You know, I've always kind of grew up in the trades and uh, spent summers through high school and college working for a general contractor um, who, in a small town, kind of did it all. You know, they they were the electrician and the plumber and the framer and the roofer and the drywaller. And so uh, kind of one of those outfits where you learned a little bit about everything and then grew up uh, kind of in the middle of nowhere in the woods in Pennsylvania. And so what I didn't learn, uh, what I didn't learn building houses, I learned uh, from my stepdad on how to make things, how to uh, kind of be self-sufficient. There was no plumber to call when you, when you lived, you know, 30 minutes from nowhere. So, Gotta figure it out. Yeah, you do. And yeah, so grew up back there in in PA and we um was fortunate enough to live on fifty acres of of reclaimed strip mine. Nice. That uh didn't have a tree on it when when I moved there. My my mom married my stepdad when I was probably about seven or eight years old. And when we moved down there there wasn't a tree on on the hills. There's kinda like two hillsides. And then over the years, we planted thousands of damn trees on the hills, and <laughs> it all kind of filled in. But kind of a paradise because it was surrounded uh, by public land. So one side was state forest, and the other side state game land. So when we weren't uh, when we weren't farming dirt, we were shooting deer and running bird dogs and all that stuff. So Man. kind of a cool, that cool place like to grow up. Weekends there sounds like a little piece of heaven. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think uh, it, yeah, probably very similar. Just listening to you guys talk and and uh, getting to know you guys a bit. Very, very similar. Um, my my boys, my two sons, and my wife are actually back there uh, right now, and she's lucky enough to have the teacher schedule. Oh, and she's been, off, huh? Ah, oh, love it. Yeah, you know. I, it's funny because I would love my summers off. Don't get me wrong, but I would fill them with something else. I, you know, I'd be one of those teachers that paints houses in the summer or some something like that. You know, just to keep the hands occupied. But yeah. But what we've made a point every year uh, since uh, our our oldest was born that we wanted them to be able to kind of experience that kind of life. You know, because. Here in Boise, it's, uh, I don't know, I think everybody thinks the West is, you know, just crawling with 
hunting and fishing and being outside and everything else. And but a city in the west is just like a city in the east. You know, they're all, they're all the same. Still <laughs> you a can't, city, huh? You can't can't escape it. Yeah. So we we kind of made that decision that let's let's take them back there in the summers. You know. So gosh, they've been back there almost a month now, and uh, leaving me the hell alone. And so it works <laughs> out good. They're back there catching, you know, catching trout and hanging out and swimming and fishing and hiking and all that good stuff. So they're having fun. That's what I need to be but doing. But yeah, I kind of started this whole thing. I don't know. You know, like, I, I it's funny. I was, I was talking to uh, Brian the other day. You know, it's like I've been um, running my garage as a, you know, quote, business or as a way to make, you know, fun money for going on four years now and kind of started it out of, um, we put an addition on our house four years ago and went through that whole process. We added a whole second floor. It was a big, big project and three quarters of the way through, like the wheels just fell off. You know, the, the contractor finally fell off the wagon uh, you know, he needed to go hole himself up and dry out. So I threw his ass off the job and <laughs> finished it, you know, kind of finished it myself. And that sort of jump started me back into that, you know, the, the whole making things and getting back into the trades and all that kind of stuff. And uh, when the project was done, I said to my wife, I said, I- I'd like to keep making shit, but. I don't want to keep buying materials, you know, like why am I going to make furniture? Nobody wants or nobody ordered. She said, well, get some orders. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's kind of what I did. And, and here in Boise, we're fortunate enough that, um, it's like a really flush market for, well, uh, to be frank for desperate housewives. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> they, they all want new table, you know, new dining room tables and they all want, uh, you know, um, farmhouse furniture and, you know, all the pretty things. And, uh, they don't want to pay restoration hardware prices or they do don't mind paying restoration hardware prices. Uh, but they want somebody they know to make it or some craftsman that's local, you know, and catching that movement. So we're pretty fortunate in that, uh, uh, there are a pretty good number of uh, woodworkers here in town anymore, I would say I could probably rattle off a list, no problem, 15 guys that are doing more or less exactly what I do, uh, building furniture out of their garage, and we're all making money at it. And so it's kind of a neat market um, for that. So I started doing that, put a little ad in, in Facebook Marketplace, and I still remember the night I did it. I, I posted it like 9 o'clock at night. And I'm telling you, I was up till like three in the morning because freaking inquiries just kept coming in. Like, hey, could you make this? Hey, could you? I thought I was the big shit, man. (laughs) And then three days later, I landed one of them. (laughs) Hell yeah. You know, it was like, man, I got to learn how to do this. So, And you ain't looked back since, huh? Yeah, I just kind of took it from there. And I I take commissions when when I... um, when I have time and I take them when I, when I feel like they're uh, going to make money and they're going to be fun to build 
you know, something interesting about them or something like that. So, well, we're, yeah, it's kind of. We're kind of rounding mm-hmm. off the the wheel here of the Work For It podcast. You are the last link in that chain to be on our podcast. That's right. And, <laughs> yeah. And you guys have talked about us, and we appreciate the love. And Dude, what, it's anytime. awesome. But I got a question for you. It right? is. Yeah. All right. So uh, a few weeks ago, y'all had the conversation about, you know, us, you know, kind of joining forces and getting together and doing something. Mm -hmm. And you made some kind of comment about, you know, how great we were, which, again, we appreciate. It's true. Fun to listen to. Yeah. I mean, I I agree. (laughs) Yeah. But but then you said, uh, you know, you listen to these guys and. You know, you said I went and I, I looked at the oh, profiles. I knew I was going to get shipped for this. Not what I expected. I knew I was going to get shipped. Yeah. So about that, I want to know what the hell you expected. I, if you listen back, you know I was eating every, I was chewing on every word that came out of my mouth. Oh, you were stumbling. <laughs> no, it's funny because um, you, you know how like you do that, and and I don't know. I listen to so many podcasts. Um. I, so for my day job, I'm, I'm fortunate enough where I get to work from home. And so I don't have to go into an office with, with, you know, Susie and Sally and Billy and Bobby and stand around the water cooler and talk about the Steelers and if they won the game last night. But, um, <laughs> but so I listen to all these podcasts and um, you start to feel like you, you really legitimately get to know people. And that's, you know, Brian House and I talk about that multiple times on the on the show probably almost every show where yeah either before the show during the show or after we just talk about how it's such a cool medium to get to know people but what's really weird is and i realized this a while back is like i was getting to know people that i didn't know you know and then i would one day have a wild hair and look somebody up or something you know and be like holy shit that's them (laughs) 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 it's like man, I thought he'd be hairier. I thought he'd have a beard or <laughs> just like really funny stuff. So it's always, I don't know, in, in a world where, um, like most of us meet through social media, you know, and so you get a chance to usually see people, you know, like the first time you meet them, I think podcasts are so unique in that way where, where you know, you could listen to somebody's whole life story for 12 episodes and have no idea what the hell they look like. <laughs> yeah, so I just went to your page to see what you look like, too. Not- <laughs> right? Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? Because for I'm some sure reason, I, I wasn't nothing. following you. Yeah, that's not what no, I was expecting. Yeah. Right? I know. It's, it's really kind of strange in that regard. And especially um, Brian House was the same way when I first started listening to the Work For It podcast back when Trent was on and everything else. And... Um, I, I think I probably listened to four episodes before I ever like found time to go look up Brian's stuff or go to his YouTube or whatever else. And same thing. Like the first time I saw him, I was like, no way. You know, <laughs> you know I, was, I was just picturing some, you know, baseball announcer or something, you know, that just not, not Brian. And it's just funny how that happens. I, I think it's really kind of a neat, a neat thing. You don't you don't get that surprise very often anymore. Yeah, well, that's that's the reason we all have a podcast is because we got a face for radio. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah I've, I've tried Instagram stories and yeah, I, I, yeah, my face just should stay behind the mic. 
I do the stories every now and then, but when I do, it's usually a still shot that's edited, you know. I do quite a bit of video, but I put that on my my regular feed post page. Uh, It's hard to waste it on a story, isn't it? It is, because you got to think it through. And sometimes, hell, just, you know, cutting a piece of paper for a little edge test. You'll watch it back, and you'll kind of see that, like, the light was all the way wrong, and you're – Stain, you know, your mirror-polished yeah. knife looks black. You know, yep. like your red handle well, you know, looks pink. It's yeah, <laughs> and that's something, uh, I don't know, we we um, we talk a lot of sort of, well, the, you know, work for it podcast. I think in the beginning, we say, you know, we talk business in the shop. And so we, we've been talking a lot of Instagram lately and, and probably, I don't know, that's probably mostly me dragging that into the conversation, but, um, it isn't, we're in such an interesting place right now with social media, because I feel like almost every platform is pivoting, you know, in one direction or the other. Um, it's some, and and we just talked about on, on the last episode, some are moving more towards that highly polished video, you know, that's well thought out and, um, you know, very, uh, cinematic and everything else, kind of like a, a, a housework video, you know, where Brian nails his lighting. He, he's well thought out in, in his videos. And then there's me who just rambles, you know, yeah. and I'll fill up the little four stories, uh, you know, before I can even bat an eye. Um, but I think that there's starting to be room for both. For, for a while, it sure looked like uh, the whole thing was going to drive us towards one or the other. And I think now it's starting to be clear to me, like, Hey, maybe we don't have to spend so damn much time editing. You know, maybe we don't have to worry about lighting. People just want to see the good, you know? And, and, uh, I, I hope we're moving, moving more towards that. That's how I feel like things were four years ago or so. Uh, when I, first started posting to Instagram and it was just kind of running gun, you know, what am I doing in the shop today? Okay. Take a picture. Goodbye. See you, see you tomorrow. <laughs> um, cause I think that's, you get some, you get some cool, um, you, it encourages people who wouldn't do it otherwise. Right. And that's what sort of pissed me off about the movement towards this highly polished thing is that, um, folks who did not have an interest in photography or videography weren't going to post. They were never going to post, you know? Uh, but if it's just, uh, if it's as easy as taking a picture of your kid, then I think a lot more people will do it. And that, that's, that's where you learn. You learn more stuff from those people. Anyway, I think well, I'm not a big fan of photography or videography or none of that crap. But in this business that we're trying to make it in, that is a necessary thing. I hate it. Yeah. I mean, now do you see, um, do do you, do you primarily sell through social media? So is that like you sell your stuff through Instagram? I'm not, I'm not saying like through like an Instagram store or a Facebook store or anything like that, but just through people reaching out. Is that sort of a primary spot for you guys to, I, I think me and Bubba are going to, we'll, we'll both take our turns, but I think we're going to have completely different opposite answers on this one. Yeah. So for me, a lot of my business 
is done through Instagram. Now, anything that you see me put on Facebook, on the JK Blades Facebook page, it is just as simple as highlighting that little post to Facebook also, and it just jumps over there on its own. Um, Right. So so most of what I do does come through Instagram, unless it is someone local who's kind of kept up with me from the beginning, and they buy in person. Um, Okay. And it's weird because it kind of comes in waves. You know, I'll – yeah. I'll sell 10 knives without ever having to go to the post office. And then all yep. of a sudden I'm in the post office every day for a few weeks. And it's weird I, how it works out. Yeah. I would say, yeah, it, the, you know, the thought of a fully online business, uh, you know, again, um, like Brian house does where, you know, he's selling a set of plans and parts kits and things like that. And he's truly got an international business going there and may not ever sell something to his neighbor. Um, that seems so tough to me, you know, because it's so you can shrink your, you can shrink the pool pretty quickly by just saying, all right, I'm going to stay local. I'm going to advertise local. Um, you know, if I had to sell furniture, uh, nationwide, man, it'd be a whole different, proposition right well uh, it also but, i think depends on what you're selling because like you said with brian yes yeah you know, he's selling a primarily a machine for knife makers yeah no myself yep. i'm a knife maker in south georgia i know that there are a couple other makers in georgia none of them are close enough for me to have ever been to their shops or meet in person so yeah. you know there's not going to be a knife maker next door but you know what is next door is a chef's knife in every house in the right. world so the market's different. Yep. And for you, Bubba, I mean, I, I could be wrong here, but I feel like you kind of made a reputation for yourself with all the group meetings and bushcraft events and all that stuff you go to in person Yeah, before Instagram and Facebook was such a popular market. I still don't know if I've ever made a, soul, a sell from Instagram. Really? Still, I'm not yeah. sure. I've, I never sold a thing through Instagram. Well, I shouldn't say that. So one thing. You do a lot of in-person events, though. A lot of in-person events, a lot of festivals, but all my online stuff is all through Facebook or Etsy. Okay. See, in a different different community, right, Um, it seems to me uh, that bushcraft community and and that whole community, Facebook is their their jam, right? Groups after groups after groups. That's a tight group. I mean, they're they're tighter than the tampos ass. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you know yep. that bushcraft world, they are—they all know each other. Yep, and it's yeah, it's yeah. crazy. I've been to a couple of them things with Bubba, and I was shocked. Yep. Folklore is is very much alive and and well in that community, right? Like people are larger than life still, and I think that's a really cool part of it. it that's such a neat. Um, it is such a neat community. I I've not been involved in it really at all but as an outsider looking in it just looks like such a really really cool community of people yeah, that are you know passionate about it and, and most of them are just as genuine as they can be yep yeah. yeah right so have you got have you ever listened to um oh it's, it's a new podcast a guy named gary newcomb it's on the meat eater network it is called uh, the Bear Grease Podcast. I have not heard of that. However, 
I could be like going way the hell out on a limb here, but there is this cool show that I found not long ago on Netflix called Meat Eater. Same thing, same guy. Is it the same guy? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Same. I have watched that show several times and enjoyed it, but I didn't know that there was a podcast. Yeah, they got another cooking up dogs and shit. Well, they got another one coming out called like Epic Fails or something like that. Yeah, same dudes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty cool kids. Yeah, same dudes. This guy is Clay. Oh, I can't remember his last name, but Clay. I don't know. Really, really cool show. They, um, I think they're only about six episodes deep, and Clay is the, the main host. And they did a whole piece on on Appalachia or Appalachia, as y'all like to call it down there. Um, and uh, this guy, this old dude from the hills of Tennessee or something, and. Uh, this episode's called Moonshiners and the Land Bridge. Moonshine, NASCAR, and bear hunting. Oh, hell <laughs> it's really yeah. cool. It's kind of a, a, a document, like a documentarian style or, you know, a documentary style uh, episode where he's just interviewing this, this old timer and just really, really cool. And that what made me think of it is this that community of people. Um, I think bear hunters similar to the bushcraft world you know there's uh man just that that extended family if you will right and i just i don't know i uh it's funny because talking earlier about uh back home made me think about that when i first jumped on here and it's just uh, you know that's the stuff that we grew up with hell here's a here's a funny one for you this is pennsylvania deer hunting and uh, Pennsylvanians love their deer hunting so much, it's, it's unbelievable, right? So when my mom married my stepdad, the, the house that he owned and was working on and fixing up, that was, that was deer camp, right? Mm-hmm. With, he lived alone. He was a bachelor. So everybody would come down in the summer and help him do this job or that job or put siding on the house or put a roof on or hand the hand dog out the damn basement, you know? And so for years, these guys had worked on this place. And then old Bart, my stepdad's name's Bart. He went off and got married and then two kids moved in and we had no more hunting camp. So, <laughs> so one year, one year we knew a guy down the road about a, about a mile. And, and so he had a old rundown camp that if we, if we spent three or four weekends, you know, working on it, we could probably spend hunting season there. So we did that for a deer season. And then the next year, um, my mom, before she married my stepdad, ran greenhouses. She had two huge, you know, like hundred yard long or longer, probably greenhouses. Well, the greenhouses moved with us. So one year we had deer, camp in the greenhouse (laughs) (laughs) whatever works it was hotter than hell in there i can still remember uh back in the day when uh oh i think it was pika hut had those dumbass sunglasses uh i can still remember wearing those damn pizza sunglasses hanging out in the greenhouse getting sunburned in deer season (laughs) (laughs) and then the following year we broke ground probably not more than a thousand yards from our house on deer camp. 
And so deer camp sits back in the hollow about a thousand yards from the house and uh, still there today. Okay. Still deer, you, deer camp. And, did you say in the yep. hollow? The hollow. Yep. Just down, there's a little, um, oh, there's a little uh, creek that would come down and creek and we, well, yeah, creek and, and hollow. Yeah, it's not holler and creek. It's the holler. <laughs> it's the holler because that's where all your family lives. <laughs> well, and if you need somebody, just holler. We're yelling. <laughs> we're yelling. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you just, just holler across the creek. Like, you just holler across <laughs> the creek. <laughs> but it just, but you know, it's just really neat how those. Um, how those communities, I think, um, how they support you and whether you're trying to sell leather goods or knives or woodwork or whatever, right? It, it's just amazing how that community can pull you up and, uh, and carry on. And I think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's been, it's been an interesting journey, you know, 20 plus years, uh, moving away from that. And realizing that that doesn't come easy, right? You, and, and you don't build that in a single generation. Uh, when you when you move far far away from where you grew up, uh, it becomes pretty obvious at times. But uh, yeah, you don't have your great grandfather's friends still in your circle out here, <laughs> you know. So it's kind of an interesting take. But so you, so. When you say selling, um, do you guys actively um, push for sales, like market for sales, like on Marketplace on Facebook? Or nope, um, I'm banned from Marketplace no, on Facebook. Yeah, because really? because I have posted weapons on there because apparently oh, Facebook's a bunch of pussies, and a chef's knife yeah. is a weapon. <laughs> so they won't That's they seriously point. they won't let me post on there on so does marketplace. Bed Bath and what's it does what's its face, Bed Bath and Beyond or or Walmart or anybody else that also sells yes. chef knives. Yes, and they also sell right? mm-hmm. Oh man. Yeah. Ain't that some what's shit? What's the world come to? What's the world come to? Yeah, and what Communism. Up is they ask me so I get messages. God, I'm sure both of you guys probably get the same thing. About every other post that you put up, it'll say this post is doing ninety five percent better. Click here to promote. Yep. And you yeah. click. I've done yeah. it a hundred times. I click it and try to promote it. This goes against our community standards and policies. No, kiss my arse. Yeah, kiss me arse. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. I think it, it's always interesting. I I always remind myself that. Um, and most of us never, never even saw it, but it was there when you sign up for any of these uh, accounts, right? There's their community guidelines. There's always a link. There's always sort of the rules and regulations, and we blow right past that shit, right? Oh, yeah. And yeah, uh, and they count on that, right? Like I've I've had some people. I, I remember seeing a guy a couple months ago, just losing his mind that they banned him, right? Like they banned his account, they put a, put a suspension on it. And, and it came down to that he was using some third party app that basically mined for followers or I don't remember what it, exactly it was, but it was clearly like, dude, you're cheating. 
you know, <laughs> like you're, you're cheating the system and you got caught and now you're bitching and moaning and complaining that they banned you. And it's like, Hey brother, we all signed the same paper when we walked in the door. But I also will agree that that doesn't make it right. You know, like that doesn't mean that, uh, that these big tech companies should be allowed to control our lives to that extent. Right. Have y'all got the messages before that says, uh, you know, it'll be like a personalized message saying we like what you do. And, you know, for, I forgot the money wasn't much of nothing, like maybe a dollar a post this page would share it. Now I'm not talking about the ones that every time you put something on there, it says like promote on empire or whatever, DM this getting messages. So I've clicked on a few of those just to see who they were. Right. And some of them have got three to 10 million followers. Wow. Oh yeah. But if you yeah, scroll the, the, through the their posts, account. yeah, if you scroll through each post has only got like two or three or four likes, you yeah. know what I mean? Yep. How do I get my, yep. my brand promoted there are, when it's something that's actually illegal according to <laughs> pussified standards? You know what I mean? You know what though? Follow that account and I almost guarantee in three months it's gone. You know, probably so. Um, you know, like, and I, I see that a lot, right? So I've got, oh, I don't know, 13,000 and change followers, right? And I will tell you that I have been at 13,000 and change followers for an entire year, pushing a year and three, four months here coming up. Um, and so it's been really interesting to, to I've almost kind of, I've almost kind of uh, continued it out of choice just to sort of look at it and see what the hell's going on. So I was incredibly consistent. I posted every single day of the week, every day of the year, damn near at the exact same time every day as well. Didn't I hear you was talking about you you waited till like exactly 12 o'clock and pushed the button? Oh, yeah. Do you think it made a difference? I do. And and, and here's why. Um, Here's why. And it's it's when I quit doing that, almost almost literally two, three days after I quit doing that uh, is when I started noticing no growth, right? And... I mean, I would literally have days where I'd almost gain three, four hundred followers. That's crazy. In and then day. it went from that to losing followers, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm horrible. I'll go Getting, a day or three where I post every day, and then I'll go two weeks where I don't post shit. You know, it's like yeah. I, I'm busy. You know what I mean? I don't take pictures. Yeah. I'm doing shit. I, I skip well, a, a day here and there yeah. by accident, but I try to at least post once a day. I can't do it. I'd be trying yeah. to. Yeah, well, I mean, my, my See, time is like, kind of spent in I the also, shop. Yeah, and I also didn't give two shits what it was. You know what I mean? Like, now I will take three days to build a post, which is crazy to me. You know, I, I, I'll tell that to myself. Like, listen, you're fucking crazy, man. Like, three years ago, I would have just... Three years ago, I would literally, there were times that I can remember plain as day where I walked out into the workshop, put a piece of wood on the drill press, drilled a freaking hole in it, videoed the whole thing, posted it, and went back inside. 
So, so do you do more videos than pictures? I'm, yeah, I don't know. I can't tell you last time I posted a photo. So you think videos do better? I think videos do better. So the thing that you want is engagement, right? You want somebody to comment or you want somebody to at least spend time looking at what you put up. Um, A photo, I can't remember. I used to know this off like off the top of my head. I was a total Instagram nerd, but there's a certain, um, there's a certain amount of time that somebody has to sort of slow down or stop at your photo for Instagram to count it as a, as a view. (laughs) And so oftentimes the video will catch somebody's attention more. And, and so they'll stay longer and Instagram promotes that more. Right. So, you know, you're thinking, I I always, I always used to think to myself, everybody thinks there's an algorithm Right. And I think there is, there clearly is. I mean, in my day job, we build software, we build, um, we build risk-based decision support software where, um, we look at big wildfires and we, we help people understand how to manage them. And yeah, I remember you talking how about do you that. fact, you know, like how do you factor in that the town has an 80% chance of burning and the fire has, you know, this chance of spreading this fast and everything else. So, when I look at look at how simple uh, uh, of answers that we provide with the software that we build, and how complex all the pieces of the puzzle are, and then I look at Instagram and I go, "Holy hell! Like, how would you tackle?" Because we all think we live in our bubble, right? We live in our maker bubble, or our knife maker bubble, or our woodworking bubble or whatever, and that's the only bubble we think about. Well, Instagram has an infinite number of bubbles, right? Because there's makeup artists, and there's underwear sales, and there's fashion, and there's hairdressing, and there's, you know, all these other niche markets. And so I think it's really easy to just think about the maker niche on social media and keep your blinders on there. I don't know. The reality is, is about how busy are you and how much time are you going to try to set aside to make sure that you're promoting that. All right, Ben, look, I I hate to do this to you, but I got to pull a Brian house on you. All right. We've we've been recording here for an hour, 10 minutes. Ooh, time's up. I mean, I know me and Bubba have been recording. You're out of beer. You're out of fucking beer, aren't you? Well, no, me and Bubba got here on time. (laughs) So. <laughs> oh, I'm you didn't call me till 30 minutes into your show. We uh, called you no, at no, 320. Good. Yeah, yeah, we did. So, uh, oh, and Ben, by the way, no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, I just but look, I don't have a dad joke, be. but I'm going to get on to something that I started last week that I want to continue. You got a dick joke? Uh, well, you don't get a dad joke, you got to have a dick joke. <laughs> it is. Slow down, Ben. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Don't make me mute your input. <laughs> Damn it, man. Best part of the show right there. <laughs> All right, so something we started last week. Did you listen to last week's episode, Ben? Did you hear my uh, my crackhead I, motivational quote? I did. Okay. Yeah. So I got another. That was good. That was really good, by the way. I like that. Well, thank you. This one is not as funny. It's just something I happened to hear this week. And when I'm in my shop, I go on like little rants I, well, not a rant, kind of like I'll get on a kick of what I'm listening to while I'm working. 
this week I listened mm-hmm. to a lot of motivational stuff, a lot of Steve Harvey, you know, inspirational, yeah. keep your head up, don't quit, you dumb son of a bitch, you know, keep going stuff. So this is one I heard from Matthew McConaughey. All right, I didn't, all right, all right. I didn't understand that this man was was the way he is, and so I started listening to his stuff. Yeah. Like, he's smart freaking dude. And, he, he really is, yeah. yeah. So, and this one is talking about joy and happiness and the difference and why this is – it hit me because I feel like we all enjoy this, what we do, being makers of things, and it really stood out because of what pissed me off last week when Sharky brought up, you know, somebody quitting because they haven't sold a knife. You're not, yeah, not right. You're, yeah. You're, oh yeah, man. I, you're yeah, not a I maker. That up on our show. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. This is the one I got from Matthew McConaughey. Happiness is an emotional, emotional response to an outcome. If I win, I will be happy. If I don't, I won't. Your happiness is what you're after. If happiness is what you're after, you're going to be let down frequently and be unhappy much of your time. Joy though is different. Joy is not a choice. It's a response to some result. It's a constant. Joy is the feeling we have from doing what we are fashioned to do, no matter the outcome. I did butcher that just a little bit because I took a picture of it that I hand wrote with a pencil. But That's good, though. Yeah, joy is the feeling we get from doing what we like to do, making sheets, making furniture, making knives. What we were meant to do. Right. Yeah, man. Yeah, I think you're right. That's kind of what you know. Very few people find out what they're supposed to do in life. Yeah, and actually fucking do it. Right. You know what I mean? I have. And if I build a knife, if I spend ten hours on it, and something goes wrong in heat treat and it breaks, like hell yeah, I'm pissed that this project didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. But you're still smiling. But that shit was fun, dude. Yeah, you're still doing it. You know, you're still happy in that same place. Exactly. And I'm, I'm more than happy to do it again. When I made your sheath left-handed matter and fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Right. But (laughs) that shit was fun though. I still spent hours doing what I enjoyed doing. And you didn't mind having to do it again. I did it again. You you know what I'm saying? And it, yeah, yep. like you said, I didn't mind. Doing, I didn't want to do it again. Well, the thing you because it wastes materials and all that shit. Yeah, it wastes materials. Right. Yeah, but but I'm so worried about the small things, right? Yeah. yeah. Like I always, I always tell myself when when shit breaks or you know you get totally something just totally goes to hell. I always think like, damn it, like you didn't come this far to only go to this only go far. this far, yeah. right? <laughs> so pick it up, figure it out. Um, that's that stuff used to paralyze me as a maker where and and I think it's somewhat a curse of when you get better at something uh, mm. because I could look at a project and I could see 12 different ways to do it and number one I'd be paralyzed by choice right so like and if I go this way and then I'd have to think out every problem that could occur and I would get just caught up in this madness of not starting, right? And, uh, well, Jimmy Duress always says, you just start, right? Just start somewhere. Right. Get going on it. And the reality is, I I don't know. I hear guys talk about how they threw something in the fire or they burned this cutting board or threw this out. I don't know. I, I can't ever remember a time where I've done that. Where, where I've just said, this I got a is pile done. of old fucked up stuff. You know what I mean? But I've, you'll come back to it, yes. right? Like and believe it or not, I've there's used, a reason you've got a pile. Yep. 
I've used some of them here and there because as I've gone along in my progression and my skill level, hey, I know what I did and how to make it better. Oh, I know why this did this and what I can do. Um, How can I change this and still use it? So as my skill level improves, yeah, well, like the one I made for his left-handed is supposed to be a right-handed. Believe it or not, Amora fits in it perfectly. So now I got a sheath for Amora that (laughs) that I have just been had laying around. I've got a bad ass wind chime that's made out of broken and warped. All yours knives, yeah, that thing's cool as shit. Yeah, and I mean I've got several chef's knives up on my wall that have like a hairline crack right at the edge. Yeah. But there's still plenty of meat where I can grind something else out of it because the heat treat actually went good. There was just something kind of wonky, wonky, and it it could have been a stress fracture from forging or whatever. But it didn't go all the way through. Some people look at that and say, "Oh, you know, you're you're cheap, or you're this, or you're that, or the other thing." And I don't know. I've always looked at that. There are so many times where something from the past pops back up, you know, and. Or you'll look around, you'll have a problem in front of you to make something. Or My son and I do do a lot of just sort of kind of crazy invention style making, you know. Or it's like, I don't know, a couple months ago he wanted to make a, a uh, smart card door lock for his bedroom. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just start throwing this and that and the other thing together and a servo motor and, hey, let's 3D print a gear and, Oh wait! I have this perfect thing that I saved from this project or whatever the hell it is, and like to me, that's some of the most enjoyable time you'll ever spend in a workshop. You know, come up with the craziest idea that you can, and then go out and try to figure it out without a book, yeah, <laughs> and without a YouTube or you well, know, you know YouTube, a lot of folks don't do but that. Don't shit just no more. go like. No, they don't. No, not at all. If something's right? broke, it's broke. And if it, if it isn't coming it's, in a package, then we can't build it. Yep. It's done. And that kind of ties into your bushcraft stuff, right? Oh yeah. Bubba's, oh, yeah. You're in a situation where you have to figure it out. You got a forest full of shit to help you. Your two hands and the gray matter between your ears, yep. you know, and, and I think people will be blown away. Uh, what they could, what they could create. My you know? most important not, tool not, I own is my brain. Yeah, you know what I mean. And not every creation is going to be a masterpiece, but it's going to function. And if it functions long enough to do the job that it's intended for, then well, brother, it, it's a, yeah. it's a massive success. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Is he going to come? Uh, okay. Kind of a, we're kind of in this weird space where I think you're right. People don't that as much anymore and people also don't um man myself included right you find yourself uh you know in the middle of your life still going well, i don't know what the hell i want to be when i grow up i still well, don't know what i want to be when i grow up you know a hundred years ago there wasn't even a question like yeah. nobody asked that question right like you were born a farmer or you were born a carpenter's son or you were born a blacksmith's son or you know, it wasn't like, uh, I think I want to be a teacher. <laughs> yeah. Hell no, brother. <laughs> you get out here and put some more coal on that, you know, in that forge. <laughs> yep. um, Strap them horses up. Let's go too. Yeah. We got that, that luxury of, of, uh, of oh, wealth. We are so know. rotten. We're As a people in general, we are just rotten and nobody yeah. appreciates it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can go down to the Walmart, yep. which will take me from where I'm at. 
what, 15 minutes to get to, 10 minutes? Because of which one you go to, about yeah, the same for each. There's three in town. Yeah. Four. You know what I mean? I can go get anything I want and don't have to think about yeah. it. That that's right. that's not the normal. You know what I mean? That's not no. normal in today's society. It's normal You're for right. us. But normal here. It's not yeah, it's not common anywhere else. Every other country no. well, I ain't gonna say every other country, but most. You know, and but then for the past generations, that's never been a thing. So right. you know, it's yeah. kind of it's kind of yeah. funny how rotten we are. It is. I my my wife my wife's sister, my my sister in law, um worked worked for one of the big banks and, and she worked over in Hong Kong for I think two and a half years or so. This opportunity came up and she saw, you know, like opportunity to, to jump at it and, and it it was a pretty good slingshot for her career, uh, that she was willing to go over there and do that. But anyway, we were lucky enough that the they paid for a certain number of tickets back and forth for her, or she could use them for other people. So we went over for a couple of weeks and went to Hong Kong and China and Thailand. Were you the tallest man, one there? I, oh my Lord. Yeah. By far. We went to a dim sum <laughs> restaurant and I got all the damn dim sum because I could just, you know, Giraffe reach right over everybody. <laughs> nice. You say dim sum? Dim sum. Dim sum. Yep. What's Where that? they just push the carts around, you know, and you just go grab a little bit of this, a little bit of that. And, and yeah, all the like, plates have a dollar now on them, and you add up your plates, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. snack eating. Yeah. yeah I've and never traditional heard of that. dim sum. See, traditional dim sum, and I didn't know any of this before we walked into the place. My sister-in-law talked to coworkers and said, we want like a really authentic place, you know, get some really good authentic uh, food. And of course, with that, you know, it, it would be like walking into somebody else's bear camp, you know, like, <laughs> like who the hell are you? What are you doing here? Uh, you know, with, with, with a tuxedo on, you know, like you don't belong here, dude. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we walked in and, and the, the, the way it works is, it's completely open seating. Uh, whoever finds themselves together at a table, when one person wants to leave, the checks check comes, you split it, right? Well, there wasn't anybody sitting at any of those tables that wanted, you know, two white girls and a white dude to come sit by them. So, <laughs> it, like every seat, you know, you don't need to know uh, you don't need to know the language to know that you're not welcome at a table for dinner. Right. <laughs> well, we walked around and we ended up, of course, we ended up sitting at this table that, that just came open. We popped down 10 seconds later, in comes a Mormon from Utah who knew how to speak Mandarin. And <laughs> it was just like, so Save coincidental. Nice. Like, here we go. Mormon saving the day. But yeah, it was, but to see, to see how right you are, Bubba, where it's not normal, you know, talking to people there, listening to people there. I mean, in, you know, in China, they can't even have as many children as they want for crying out loud. So you, know, you start, you start thinking about that kind of stuff and it's just, man, there were rules on who could own cars. A car cost you. I think the gal, uh, the one tour guide said it was like $300,000 to 
you know, like the equivalent of 300,000 U.S. dollars just to have the ability to own a car, not oh, to buy stupid. a car. Yeah, it's stupid in other places. But just to be able to have the right permits and everything mm. else. I mean, just and you can't have a one. Land. Yeah. 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 One car. Yeah. One car, two kids, you know. Right, no ben. killing your firstborn until you get that boy. <laughs> All right, Ben. Hate to have to do this to you, brother. But All right. we have hit the well, time limit for the day. Uh, but congratulations. I, I think this has hit a longest episode ever. It's because me and Bubba hey, was here good. bullshitting about nothing. And then you jumped in and we started from scratch. <laughs> so, Well, you know, it's over at the works for it, man, we... We, well, we all like to hear ourselves. Y'all do talk, what? So hour and a half. Go right? long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, hour and a half. Well, see, the, the, yeah. the only difference here is, you know, I love hearing myself talk. Oh, yeah. But, you know, we've talked before about this beautiful studio we're sitting in. And, uh, yeah. well, see, the thing you is, they charge by the hour. The yeah, yeah, we pay by the hour. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you guys should post uh, post some pictures of the studio. I'd love to see that on your we have. feet. Yeah, well, you should check out the Hustling Ground oh, go back uh, then. Instagram page. Yeah, Instagram page, Hustling Ground Podcast. Yeah. Copy that. Hey, <laughs> boys, I really appreciate you having me. I'm going to cut my own self off. And We appreciate thank you, you guys finally meeting up with us. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you on me. again when we can get you on, on time. And like I told Bubba, right, you was well, late to your own damn show yesterday, so we wasn't too surprised. I'm always late. <laughs> Story of my life, you know. Yeah. All right, well, you guys be good and work for it. All right, cool, man. We'll talk to you next time. Keep hustling. Later, fellas. See ya. All right, bro. All righty, guys. Ben is out of here, and me and Bubba are ready to do the same. <laughs> it has been one hell of a show, but now we got to go. So we will talk to you all again next week. I'm pretty sure we've got a pretty cool guest. I have not uh, double confirmed, but it has been initially confirmed, but that was a month ago. But uh, we'll figure it out next week. Same bat t- channel. Same bat place, bat time, all that. <laughs> See, I'm ready to go. Till then, keep hustling. Keep on grinding, motherfuckers. Let's go. All right, y'all. Yeah. <laughs>